Hey everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is July 22nd, 2020. And it still never ceases to amaze me. You son of a bitch. How stupid some of you people are. <laughs> I thought you were going to call me out for not having this ready to go. No, it, it happens every night I come down here. I come down here and every day it's like it's day one. for. I don't know what happened. I had it set up. Picture any of you going to your job and just showing up at 8 o'clock in the morning. And literally every day we got garage doors closing. And uh, just picture every day you got to your job at 8 and the building manager is like, I can't remember the code. I don't remember the God, I thought I had the code. I checked it yesterday, and you're like, why don't you write it down? Uh, no, it works fine. And then you just sit out front every day until 8.20. That's my life on this fucking you podcast. Asshole. You're an asshole. You fucking asshole. I don't know why it's so tough. It's a, You've driven me to drink. It's a prime reason. <laughs> it's a prime reason why Jarrett Smith is the new morning show <laughs> at 10.90. I'm going to start there. Go ahead. And then we'll get to your social media. <laughs> Because your social media to me today was, God, it's fall over funny. And I've warned all of you, and now those of you that continue to take the bait, you deserve everything you get. You've been warned, (laughs) don't touch the hot stove. You touch it, you deserve to get burned. But uh, this is the other great thing that Woods, that dick, and Dave loved to do, 545 every morning. Ding, ding, just love fucking texting me. Like, I give a shit. What time does your alarm go off? 7.30. Oh, fuck. I forgot you're working from home. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So today we find out who the new morning show is on 1090. Yeah. I have no problem telling you that there were conversations for Dave and I to go over and be the morning show. Yes. I don't like the business plan that they're putting together. Personally, I don't think it, it makes sense. I don't think it makes sense at all in COVID-19. The business plan that is being put together at 1090 is a is a rev share and where dave and i own the podcast whatever we make an arrangement with brian curry dan williams kyle uh, al taylor they kind of think that's a plan that can work for the radio station and it would be the same type thing where you come in and do a radio show but then at the end of the radio show they kind of want you selling it and Hosting a morning show is a full-time job. It is. It's exhausting. Radio sales is a full-time job. Yep. The other thing that they had talked about was, which I thought was really cool, is increasing the coverage so it wouldn't just be San Diego because, let's be honest, we're a one-horse town. You've got Padre Baseball, and that's it. And with what's going on in the Midway District, that's confirmed even more. So the vision was, look, there's nothing going on in Orange County. They don't doing anything, and that's an untapped market. And the signal's strong enough to go into L.A. that we don't think the, the competition on 710 or 570 is that difficult. Yeah. Let's go after all three markets. I found it fascinating. But the other thing would have been that you get off the air, and then you have to drive to Orange County to meet with Fletcher Jones at Mercedes, and I was just like, fuck that. <laughs> and the other deal is, I love the job that I have. They've been, been nothing but nice to me. I have a 401k. I have insurance. None of that would have been a 1090, and I walked away. I was thrilled that the phone rang. I was thrilled that they considered us. I still find that incredibly nice. But I, and if 
I wasn't working shit. Maybe we go for it. Well, also, the the way they want to put a show out is completely different than what people are used to hearing. And one thing that we liked about doing a show is there are times you wanted to get the audience feel. You want to take right. callers. Yeah. You want to basically, you know, Woods and Ben have a great, you know, uh, rapport with their listeners. And you wouldn't be able to do that. There wouldn't be any phone calls. There yeah. wouldn't be anyone. So the whole idea was, and I'm sure they're still going to do it this way, it's going to be a podcast for broadcast. So basically, let's say the show started at 6 o'clock in the morning. You yeah. and I would tape the show like we're doing right now at night, and then we would send the show to New York. Yeah. New York would put the commercials in, and then they would run it at 6 in the morning. Now, you would take probably one day to realize it's not a live show. Yeah, and then you're open season every day on and social And then you're open media. season. Now, look, it, that's the way maybe it goes in, in the very near future, the way people are going to start doing things. But for right now, what you and I like to do, we like doing a morning show where you're talking to the audience, especially after a Sunday right. football day. And if something breaks live? Yes, like today, Mookie Betts. You, today would have been a, been a great day to sit there and get a feel for the listeners of what do you think about Mookie Betts, whether you're a Dodger fan or a Padre fan or an Angel fan. Well, and especially, and you can't Dave, do that. If you tune in at 9.30 and I'm telling Dave, he's going to re-sign in Boston. And the deal's just signed. You're yep. done. Yes. You're just, you're caught. You're left with your dick in your hand and you're done. But I like all the guys that are over there. Just for me, uh, I respectfully bowed out. So this morning, my phone starts dinging again because these two dicks love texting me at 5.30 in the morning. And we find a video clip on YouTube of Scott Farrell, yeah. who's going to have two different shows. That's amazing. On the new 1090, I like Farrell. That is a tough listen, man. It's a tough listen for that long. And uh, <clears throat> well, his voice is really hard to listen. That's to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you're asking people to do it for seven hours. <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. Is it the same show? They're just going to no. run back two different no, shows, it's, which is pretty wild. Scott does. Scott Farrell, uh, does, he'll do a two-hour show in the afternoon, and then he'll come back and do a completely different show at night. The show in the afternoon, and this is what it feels like 1090 is going to be. It's a very sports gambling-heavy station. Yeah. The guys that they're getting, Farrell and this kid, Jarrett Smith, who's going to be the morning guy, it's a gambling show. But to me, the business plan makes zero sense. Because if you wanted to come in, what the what I was told, what I was led to believe for 1090 was the vision is what we just discussed. Yeah. That Orange County and L.A. were primed for the picking, and if San Diego was part of that plan too, fine. San Diego, with our typical Napoleon complex, looks at this and goes, well, 1090 is coming after 97.3. No. No, not at all. It wasn't. If 97.3, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think anybody looks at Gwyn and Tony or Gwyn and Chris or Kintera as unreachable goals. And they might. Ben and, uh, ben and Steve are doing great. The idea was we want L.A. money. We want Orange County yeah. money. We'll take San Diego money. We want number two media market money, and we're going after it with this 1090 signal. Yes. That was the plan. When you look at who this kid is booking in the morning, I looked at the last two shows. There's nobody I've ever heard of. Yeah, no, including nobody. him. Right. <laughs> right. 
And so now Kaplan had a two week run on seven ten. Yes. What's fascinating about that to me is they had liners made, they had all kinds of things made that you don't just do. And by the way, if you're just filling in, you fill in for a day or two. When a guy's filling in for two weeks, that's a tryout. Yes, it was a tryout. And Scott did really well. He did very well. He did really well on 710. So how that works out is fascinating to me because ESPN is owned and operated. 710's owned and operated by ESPN Radio. One of the challenges for the programming staff has always been that New York and L.A. are dictated. You have to carry the uh, Will Kane show or the Stephen A. Smith show. There's a whole new lineup coming on August 3rd that includes Mike Greenberg and others. Where could Scott find himself in that lineup? Yep. But then what happens to 1090 that had hitched their wagon to Scott's cart if uh, or to Scott's horse if Scott goes to 710? I just, I was so... They're dead man walking. They are dead, man. They don't walking. have a chance. So 1090, here you go. You're going to have a morning show, the guy's out of New York. They're going to have Pharrell, who's what, out of New York as yeah. well? They're going to have Tony Bruno, who's out of Philadelphia. Good yeah. fucking luck. You cannot run Southern California sports radio when there's no one from Southern California. Your best chance was to have Scott in the afternoon. My guess is Scott never says one word on 1090. He will be at 710. That's just yeah. my guess. Scott will be at 710. That he did a really good job for two weeks. If you listen to what they're running right now, it's not as good as what Scott gave them. My guess what is... What are they running at noon? Uh, because It's like a syndicated show out of Connecticut. Just okay. two jerk-offs, you know? Okay. And, uh, I mean, I flipped it on to see what they were on, see if it was a guy that you and I knew, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. so I flipped it right off. And you sit there and you go, hey, good for Scott. 710 is a great job. You know, I'll be honest with you. If you were to ask me, what is the one dream job that you and I would have wanted? I would have said 710 ESPN. And and what I mean by that, that's back in the day. So for for me, things have changed dramatically. For me, mm-hmm. coaching baseball is, right. is a big thing for me. I'm not going up to L.A. to do a show. As much no. as you guys tell me to fucking move, coaching high school baseball right now is what I enjoy most. So there's no way I'm moving to Los Angeles to yeah. leave a high school job. Jeff, as he said, he's fine where he's 100% at. His family's here as well. He's fine where he's at. But my guess is 1090, the way they're going at it, they have no fucking chance of making Dead. a dent against anywhere, against and the L.A. market, the Anaheim market, or uh, or San Diego. They're not going to win against 1360. No. It's, it's going to fail miserably. And we know the bill for that is uh, insane every single month. And we're talking I, about 100 grand a month. I, I can't figure out what where this thing went off the rails. Well, the what? guy who owns the stations from Scottsdale. Yeah, but he's got business in yeah, Carlsbad. I, I got it. But at the same time, I've seen ESPN fuck this thing up too, you know, in the past. Remember the old ESPN lineup? Yeah. So give you a little bit of background. When Jeff and I were at ESPN 800 back in 2004, well, I started there in 2002 and my right. title wasn't on there. As much as I try to say we need a local show, it took two yeah. years to bring Jeff over. I was just the director of operations and program director. Yeah. Well, I go to Orlando in 2003. I sit down with those guys, and I said, this is what I see for San Diego. And they go, what do you see for L.A.? There used to be an L.A. Yeah. guy. Well, dude, I, here's the deal. I fucking wrote out a whole big thing for yeah. them. 
and said, fire this guy, this guy, this guy. Go hire Mason in Ireland. They did everything I fucking wrote out. And they did. They fired every single guy. Dave Stone. Right. Fucking fired all right. those guys. I felt terrible about that part. But yeah. they did what I asked. And then when it came down to saying, do I get that full-time job as PD? I thought I had the job. Yeah. And then they said to me, I was, dude, I was, what, 31 years old or something? 32? And they're like, yeah. dude, you're young. You know, you talk the second biggest media market. They gave it to some jerk off Ray. from Utah. Ray. Who, fuck, yeah. who died and so uh but that but that station did yeah. work and i my, my whole background on that and jeff could have done the same thing i did because his thought process is the same you have to have someone that has ties to what the market is like right. in southern california because the weather is great and there's always something to throw your entertainment dollar into and your interest into unless the teams are really good and that that was basically the plan. So 1090's plan is going to be right now a huge crash and miss by their their actions. It's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster, and it makes me bummed out. Yeah, because I do. In our limited conversations with the people involved over there, they were really cool. They really are good people. But it's a prime example of it's why I can't. Uh, manage the Yankees, right? Yeah. It's you go, well, I'm really good at fantasy baseball. Great. It doesn't mean you can you can manage the Yankees. And to me, Dave, what I look at is just because you have a radio in your car doesn't mean you're ready to run yes. a radio station. Yep. And I just I look at this thing with Bruno and Pharrell times two and this show today and you go God, what are you doing? What are you that doing? That station's legacy was built on Kaplan and Billy Ray. Vascursion had been there at some point, right? Yep. Uh, Darren had done an amazing job in middays for so long in that place. Saul was a part of it. You and I were a part of it. Guy, ben and Woods were a part of it. Guys that have come through San Diego. Ello. Right? Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. Costa was there as part of it. I'm just thinking about different guys that are on the air at at different day parts where you go, man, these dudes are San Diego. They grew up here. Kintera went to high school here. Ben went to high school here. I went to high school here. Mike did. A lot of different guys. So when you have it and they're part of the threat of the community, whether you want to believe it or not, we have a very small town mentality and you're either one of us or you're not. Yeah. And one of the reasons why my bullshit was able to last is because I can I reference shit like Dr. Dean that only old time San Diegans get. And that's why I was able to hang around because I'm part of the tribe. But this shit that they're going to do over there is going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And they aren't connected to any good syndicators. Like no. they aren't connected to ESPN or Fox. They're no. connected to. I have no one. No play-by-play. Play. Yep, no play-by-play. Play play. I mean, again, uh, 97.3 is connected to CBS, so they're fine. Yeah. But, yeah, there's nothing that you would normally listen to, so they're in a lot of trouble. Now, if Scott bails, I don't know if Scott's bailing. Here's the deal. I haven't talked to Scott. No, I've but, stayed out of his. Yeah, I've and, and, I, and I, but what I say when I think Scott never says one word on 1090 and ends up signing deal with 710, I know guys at 710 who said he hit a home run. Yeah. Said he did a really good job. And well, by hearing that, you go, a contract's probably coming towards Scott's way, which is, hey, good for him. That is a great station. When you have kids in college and a mortgage, you yeah. go where the fucking bill And an ex-wife. Is. You owe nothing yeah. to this city or anybody else. And any of you that get on your high horse and judge him, go fuck yourself. Who are you? <laughs> Who the fuck are you to tell that guy what to do? 
If you think he gives a shit for two seconds what you think, you're out of your goddamn mind. You're right. And to leave a one-horse town where you're going to go, and whether he's a fan of these teams or not, it means every day you wake up and you're talking about interesting stories from a college level with SC and UCLA. Uh, If you go hockey... The L.A. Kings are about two and a half years away from being an insanely fun team again in the NHL with as much young talent as they have. The Ducks got a lot of guys. He'll never talk hockey. The Angels, where you have Otani, Trout, Rendon, the Dodgers signed Mookie today. I believe they're the flagship for the Rams. Yeah. Rams and Chargers moving into that. Plus, you can always talk Raiders. Got Lakers. Lakers doing their thing. Ballmer building his... I mean, right. where those seven ten studios are, and I'm sure Scott will stay in San Diego. My guess is it's right across the street. I mean, I, when I say across the street, it's not even the street. You just walk fifty in yards in LA Live. In LA Live, it's right there. But Staples Center is right there. And you go from number seventeen media market to number two media market. Yeah. The money is. I don't drastically even think San Diego seventeen anymore. I believe it's like twenty nine. The money is drastically different. Yeah. And there's not one of you out there. Mookie bets money is what Scott's going to be getting. <laughs> there's not one of you out there that have had the opportunity to do what you've done professionally for the last 20, 25 years to continue to do it, to continue to live a lifestyle that you've been used to, to continue to provide for your family and to do it with a substantial raise. There's not one of you that wouldn't do it. And if you wouldn't, then you're a fucking dipshit. You're absolutely right. Good for him. Yeah. We should all say, Hey man, good for you. Yeah. Right. He didn't sell anybody out. He didn't, because I could see what's going to come. And he won't, and let me tell you, that guy, having been friends with him for a long time, he, he'll he retweet everything you say. Yeah. Which is the biggest fuck you to anybody who writes anything to him. Kaplan, you're a dick. Fuck you. Scott Kaplan retweeted. The two guys that do that game better than anybody I know are Kaplan and our other buddy, Jonas Knox, who gets called a pussy. You're sucking dick. Jonas Knox retweeted. They could not be less impacted by what you think. They think it's the funniest shit ever. True. You're mad. Oh, pwned in the steering wheel. He's just like, retweet. <laughs> Speaking of retweet. Palais on social media today, I've said it, I'm done saying it. Why you dumb fucks continue to take the bait from this idiot, I have no idea. But the funniest thing I've seen was a conversation between Dave and a guy named Mike Hernandez. Now, Mike's one of those great friends. Nice dude. Yeah. He's always been nice. But (laughs) Dave sent a link to Facebook. Where uh, John Suhu had put a photo up. Yeah, of Mookie Betts. Really cool picture. And Dave sent me a link to a conversation that you were having. Was this yesterday with Hernandez? No, this was like four days ago. But it felt like part of yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he jumped in. It's funny, I forgot all about it. My son's the one that said, are you going to go back and tell all these people that told you off? And I said, dude, well, it happens every day, so I don't even think about it. Mike Hernandez said to Dave, there's no chance Mookie, <laughs> Mookie Betts resigns in L.A., He's going to Boston or the Giants. Well, today Mookie resigns, and Dave said to him, Hey, Mike, this didn't age well. Eat shit. 
<laughs> I laugh because I did the eat shit line for you because I know you just saw semi-pro I, with Will Ferrell. I was goddamn dying. And at that point, Mike, all you have to do is you just take your beating. Yeah, he did a pretty good job of taking his beating. You know, he didn't sit there and go, fuck you, I'm going to come kill you. I've had those too. But yeah, but I did that because I was thinking of you when, when Will Ferrell in that right. meeting, you know, you right. eat shit. I can't even feel my I'm arms. I'm a real owner. <laughs> when you popped off yesterday saying, and we've all done it. Yeah. I, it's not like Mike didn't do anything. We haven't all done 50 times, but it was so goddamn funny. And I hadn't seen his response. But I don't know why all of you... And then I saw some other guys send a link. Is this guy just a troll? Like, what the fuck is his problem? He's just a dick. Fuck him. No, fuck you. What just fucking happened in baseball is the fact that the Dodgers got Mookie Betts for less money, ultimately a longer deal. Yeah. But the AAV breaks down less than what you're getting Machado for. Yeah. And I hate to say it. But I feel like we're going to watch Mookie Betts for the next 12 years going, how the fuck? How the fuck did that happen? And I said to Dave today, in between telling him he could go eat shit. <laughs> I said the Dodgers basically got Mookie Betts today for Will Meyer. Uh, you know what they got him for? They got him for Hosmer and Garrett Richards. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you said that to me earlier today. I I've been thinking Myers, about it since I said then. Myers and Garrett Richards. Yeah. And if you're, if anybody in this audience is like, well, I'd make that deal. Go, 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 da, da. <laughs> Shush. Oh, you just blew it right off. Hold on. <laughs> Jeff yeah. just blew it right off. If there's one goddamn person in yeah. this audience who said, you know, I think I'd take that tramp. No. You're drunk. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. You're out of your goddamn mind. And that's why we should all... You can tell me all you want. I'm looking at these goddamn pictures. Yeah. Of my buddies with Gabriel Arias. Oh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fucking Preller. Fucking Preller gives that money to Hosmer. He gives that money to Myers. Yeah. He gives his money to Garrett Richards. And the Dodgers just sit in the fucking weeds and sneak out and sign Mookie Betts. Yeah. And it's the equivalent of what we are giving up for Garrett Richards and Eric Hosmer got the fucking Dodgers Mookie Betts. And if you're not furious with our own team, then something's wrong with you. Dude, you're right. It's not smart money. It's what I say every fucking year yeah. about this team. They don't spend smart money. They don't have a clear vision, which means you don't have clear leadership in ownership or in the GM booth. Somebody's got to fucking figure it out. And it was blatantly exploited today by a team that gets it and a team that doesn't. And here's the deal. When we first started talking about Mookie Betts seven months ago, the Padres were the lead team. The yeah. Padres had the, the inside track yeah. to get them. Well, they were trying, and remember, they were trying to put Myers in that yeah. deal. They got cute. Yes, they and did. They fucked it up. They did. They basically were saying, take our trash. They, they they, blew it. I mean, again, you have all these guys in this minor league system. It's Mookie fucking bets. I mean, right now, he's arguably, if he's not a top two player, he's a top three player in baseball, and he does so many good things off the field. He's your perfect Padre. He would have been a great Can guy. Can you imagine Betts and Tatis on the oh same God, team, dude. Dave? 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You have two fucking great guys, and you have yeah. And Betts is not only is he a great fielder, man. He he just does everything so well. When you look at his numbers and go, he's only 27 years old. He's an outstanding uh, player. Here's here's how important he is to the Dodgers, who said we're done giving out these big type time contracts. Remember Bryce yeah. Harper wanted the same kind of deal, right? They said, dude, we'll take you for four years, right? They said, fuck off. They told Zach Granke, fuck off. They yeah. tell a lot of guys over the years. Dude, we don't do this. This isn't what we do. But they said Mookie Betts was different. They I watched the press conference with, with Friedman today who said, dude, I'm in my office, and I look out the window, and the first guy here every day is Mookie Betts. Yeah. And then Dave Roberts said to, to Kaplan last week when he was on his show. Yeah. He goes, so you guys are going to play in blue and white series? He goes, yeah. He goes, who would you pick first? He goes, I'm picking number 50. I mean, that's with Cody Bellinger, who's reigning MVP, saying I wouldn't take get? him. That's the thing is they have a, a little bit of time for Bellinger, but Bellinger will probably get about the same kind of deal. When's Kershaw come off the books? Kershaw comes off the books next year after two, 2021. All right. So okay. right about that time. Yeah. And Kershaw makes more money right now per year than what Betts makes. But the Dodgers said we aren't done. That this contract does not hold us back from going after the next big guy or if you need it. Also, look at it this way. The Yankees got Garrett Cole. This mm -hmm. is basically the Garrett Cole money that the Dodgers were chasing. But if I'm the Dodgers today, Dave, as much as it will be great to see Garrett Cole, and especially tomorrow against Scherzer, love it. What they did today is brilliant baseball. They it is. they they held, they held, they held, and at the last second they put their chips in and they got the guy. And they did it before the first pitch of the first game, so it's not one of those conversation things that you have to worry about the rest of the sixty days of. Are you going to resign? Are you going to resign? You didn't beat him to beat him to death through the media every single day. It's the thing that I have screamed about for twenty years about this Padre team. It's not how much money you spend; it's how much smart money. Yeah, you've you been spend. saying that as long as I've known you. And it's not smart money. Hosmer, wrong. Myers, wrong. Richards, say what you want. Right? Yeah. He he doesn't move it. But when you take Myers and Hosmer off, that's $43 million. Yep. $43 million, Which you go, well, if we take those two guys off the books today, and you go, all right, and we put Mookie Betts all of a sudden in right, and we're still sitting with $13 million to play with, now all of a sudden today, when you listen to Daniel Jeremiah, what I thought was really fun on Darren today, I, I thought Jeremiah was great when he goes, you know, man, you look at this team and you go, all right, I like Tatis at one and you got to put Machado and fam one, two, three. Yes. And then he said, and then it falls right off the edge of the cliff. Yep. I agree with him. He goes, what are we getting out of Hosmer? What are we getting out of Profar? Where are we at on that? Grisham, where are we at with Grisham? We never know with Myers. God damn, if you had the coach on today, which I did, Kintera said exactly what everybody has said. And you go, okay, well, hang on. When a guy who is as positive as Coach Quintero says, you cannot put Austin Hedges in the lineup every day. You don't have a good enough lineup. You're not the 27 Yankees. Yep. You can't afford to put in a guy hitting 173. That's where we are. That's why I say the money... Right. Remember when everybody got together and they built a bonfire and there was a big fucking circle jerk when Jorge Ona, 
and Morihone yeah. and all these guys signed, and it was the craziest money that they'd ever invested. Shit, I was excited. Yep. Not pointing the finger at anybody. Where are any of those guys? Yep. That was uh, 2014. Six years later, shouldn't those guys be like, dude, they're a year away. They're two years. They're nowhere. It is. It's very frustrating. We've said this before is that you have Paddock and you have Tatis, two young guys that they traded for. They weren't developed through the organization. True. So not saying I'm, I'm a know-it-all because I'm definitely not, but here's the deal. When I coach Jeff and, and I have a guy that's good, I talk yeah. to all 30 major league sure. teams. Well, I, a lot of these guys, when the Braves come or the Cardinals or the Dodgers or one of these guys come to see my guy, let's say the player's going to show up at 10 o'clock in the morning. That Those guys from those organizations are there at 7 in the morning. Yeah. They're there yeah. three hours early, and they're finding out every possible thing about his parents, about him, his makeup, the whole deal. Guess what? The Padres are the worst, and it's it's not a shot. It means you're doing it different than everybody else. Right. All the teams that are really successful, they get there three hours early. The Padre guys get there in the middle of the game, and you're like, "What the fuck? How come you have no. an in, how come you have an interviewed me? How come you have interviewed his teammates? How come you interviewed his teachers? How come you you don't know what his background is before you're willing to say?" We're going to draft and give you millions of dollars. This is an investment. Do we have the right guy? Do we need to look for another guy? The Padres are so far behind the other 29 teams. It, yeah. It's embarrassing. And you're going, this is in your own backyard. This is in San Diego. How does this fucking happen? So when I ask other teams, I always ask about the pods to other teams. Mm -hmm. They go, dude, they're, they're just way behind. They're years and years behind on how to develop players and how things work. I told you there's a book out that most teams follow called The MVP Machine. Yeah. And you can, you can buy the book, but I remember talking to the Cleveland Indians last year about it because they drafted uh, Julian, and I, I said, w what do you guys do? And they, she, the lady told me, buy the book. Buy the book. You'll see what we do and what every successful team does. It's right there in the book, the MVP machine. Wow. And, but the Padres are, are way behind, and as you said, talent for talent, everybody thinks they're loaded, but how come they aren't developing these players? Where are they? Where, how come there's not five guys – where you go right now, the way it should be, you should have five guys at A, five guys at AA, five guys yep. at AAA. Yep. And if five's too optimistic, then three, three, and three. And if you're going Gore and Patino, all right, fine. Who's the third guy? Yeah. Uh, Tremel? Come on. Tremel doesn't look anywhere close to being ready. Come on. I mean, your next big guy that, like the Dodgers are talking Gavin Lux, your guy for the Padres, yeah. your everyday guy is C.J. Abrams, right? He's your guy that you're yeah. thinking is going to be the guy. Well, he was just drafted last summer. Right. So you don't expect him to do something right now. He's a kid, as Jeff just said. Yeah. But he's your next big talent that everybody right. knows you have. Yeah. Uh, Arias is, is special. Yeah. I, I would think that kid. But again, he's special and he's on the left side of the infield. I mean, I don't know if you're going to try to at some point get him to second. Um, man, you're really, really deep over there. Uh, it's, here's the other thing coach said today that I, I just think that when you look at, it's one thing if we're saying it, it's another thing when a guy who has been such a proactive supporter of your team is saying, if you have two catchers, you don't have a catcher. Yes. And it's the old, and John said it today. Yeah. He said, it's what you've always heard in football, right? Yep. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And he said, you don't have a catcher on this team. You can't. He goes, Mejia. And, and John said, hey, Hedges is good defensively. 
don't go crazy and think he's Johnny Bench because he's not. Yeah. And boy, there are people in this town that think he's better than Johnny Bench. <laughs> well, Johnny Bench hit the fucking shit out of the sure ball. And he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, he was a great hitter. You're absolutely right. He, and here's the deal. This year you have a DH, but it really hurt through Hedge's whole career because not only was he not hitting, the pitcher wasn't going to hit either. Right. So you're giving away two. Yeah, two outs every time the order goes through, and you're going, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I, I am burnt out with, with Hedges. It just enough. And, and nothing against – Mark Grant, because Mark Grant is a company guy and gets paid right by, yeah. by the Padres to say those things. But Grant, uh, Grant said the other day when Hedges threw a guy out at third base and Machado was off the bag, he threw out Mike Trout. And Machado had to go over and catch the ball and, and tag Trout. Man, it is tough to hit a move, moving target. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Third base yeah. never moves, asshole. Yeah, he threw move. the ball on <laughs> third base. Quit kissing his fucking ass. Jesus, man. Hit, hit the fucking ball. You're hitting 176 last year. You look worse now than you've ever looked. Yeah. And I know guys who hit with him say his approach is just going to pull everything. Well, fuck off. You're just going to see slaughter away and change up away. And good fucking luck, dude. Well, I'm shocked they haven't signed that guy to a three-year, $80 million deal. But I will also say this. At some point, we're going to be allowed to buy tickets again at Petco Park. We yeah. all hope, right? The one cool thing is that I look at although it's the Dodgers, and it's been a situation where Dodger fans have overtaken Petco. Hopefully we can change that. Dude, I like the fact that when you go out, you get value for your dollar. Yeah. I like the fact... That's a great experience. That Mookie... No, but I'm saying, oh, Dave... for the Dodgers. I got you. No, I'm saying, as a Padre fan, okay. I, I don't really... I mean, sure, you can go out and see Christian Yelich and a couple other guys on the Milwaukee Brewers, but if I'm taking my kids out, and I know that for the 100 bucks that it's going to cost me for a game, that I'm going to see Machado, I'm going to see Tatis, but I'm going to see Mookie Betts in that game too. That's yeah. pretty fucking fun. Yeah. Pretty fucking fun. And if the pitching comes up and it's going to be Paddock against Mookie Betts or we get to Gore and Patino against Betts or Kirby Yates in the ninth with the game on the line, I like that. I like when impact players are in our division. I like it a lot more when they're wearing our uniform. But I don't like it when it's like, oh, yeah, once a year we get to see uh, Mike Trout come yeah. through with the Angels. Now we're going to see this guy a lot, and we're going to see just how special a player he is. But I'm sorry. I, I call it straight. We blew it. We blew it. We, we got cute trying to put Myers in that deal. We blew it with the money given to Hosmer. And to Myers, which extremely limited the financial flexibility. I'm not going to bitch about the Machado deal. I'm looking at Myers and Hosmer. We go 43 million, and you go, holy shit! It's not out of the realm of reality. Yeah. That with a realistic deal, and it would have cost you a few dudes from that minor league. You could have a lineup every day that would have featured Betts, Machado, and Tatis for the next 10 years. Yeah. How about holy that? Holy cow! Holy shit! Right. Insane. Yeah. Insane. With all respect to And you still could have made the deal for fam. You could add four guys right there. You right. Just go, wow. Right. I'm not even thinking about fam, Dave. You're right. And now and now all of a sudden if you go, we got I mean, Betts could have played anywhere. He plays center and right for the most part. Gold well, glover. And uh, then I'm putting him in center. Yeah, you could easily. I'm putting him in center, fam and left, and whatever we want to do in right. Right? Because yeah. Myers is going. You can yeah. do whatever you want. And now all of a sudden is Naylor your first baseman, right? Profar, Tatis, Machado. 
all of a sudden, Dave, some of those things, it's not that big a deal. You're looking at it and you go, yeah, you got a couple of fill-in pieces, Abrams. And now we're looking at it going, dude, in two years, we're going to be, I just said you had $13 million to mess with. Yeah. Maybe go get Puig. Right? Yes. Then you could have had Fam, Betts, Puig. Pretty exciting. Nailer. We're going in a couple of years. We're going to have C.J. Abrams at second. So we just need Profar there to be a body. Tatis is there. Machado's there. We get these two dipshits out from behind the plate, right? You just go find, <laughs> right? Go sign yeah. Matt Weeders around that guy. <laughs> they need the one free agent catcher every year, yes. right? And now all of a sudden you go, God damn, now we have building blocks yes, in place do. for the next 10 years. Pitching's coming up with Paddock and Lamette. Patino. Patino. And Gore, the bullpen's insane. You go, God damn, AJ. God damn, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and now you go, God damn it, you son of a bitch. Dumb fuck. You know, it's funny. The Dodgers have uh, talk about doing things right. I know you see the word Dodgers, people freak out. But they have three guys who are going to start on opening day for the Dodgers who teams gave up on. Justin Turner, just sitting yeah. there. The Orioles and Mets said, fuck it, this guy can't play. Max Muncy. Oakland A said, you can't play. Chris Taylor, you can't play. They found guys. I mean, it's like, yeah. w where's the vision? How, do you, how does this happen? I don't think so many people are so sick of Hosmer going into year number three. They would rather have a guy like Naylor who you go, well, right. fuck. Can Naylor at least do something? Give him an opportunity. He doesn't make any fucking money, but Hosmer has to play because you're paying him a shitload. Yeah. But you know he's not a great option for you right now. Ah. You would have been better off, obviously, signing Moustakas for $6 million and not Can giving Hosmer that money. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, you could have had Mustakas last year. Yeah, $6 million. That's and it. he's your second baseman. That's another yeah. 25 home run guy in your in your More lineup. than 30. Right. And now you're going, this is just flat out silly. <laughs> you dropped silly once a show. Who are those fucking assholes? The guys who see the prank calls? <laughs> the jerky boys. The jerky boys. boys. That's it. Always dropping silly. <laughs> All the time. Brett Weir. Get Brett Weir on the phone. Hey, I come down, bring my tools, and be silly. <laughs> okay, I was watching I was watching a game today from your Minnesota Twins. I thought, okay. I thought it was interesting. Josh Donaldson had this comment. It was the Twins and Cubs were playing. And Don Josh Donaldson came over in what was the biggest free agent signing in Minnesota Twins history. Incredible, okay. right? And never been really a Donaldson fan just because I, I think a lot of things he does is kind of horseshit. But otherwise, I liked what he had to say. And this goes, I was thinking about the Padres at the time. So Donaldson comes over to the Twins, and he says, how many home runs you guys hit last year? He goes, well, we set a major league record. No yeah. one's ever hit more home runs than we hit last year. I think it was like 301. It's like some crazy-ass yeah. number. The By the way, they said the big red machine in uh, – in 1975, where everyone thought they were great, hit like 145. Wow. You know? Wow. And so the, the Twins hit like 301, and then they won 101 games. Yeah. Okay. But then he said, how did he do in the playoffs? He knew the answer. Yeah, he of goes, course. We've lost 16 straight playoff games. And he goes, okay, here's my question for you. How many fights did you guys get in last year? Oh, I like that. And they said zero. He goes, there's your fucking problem. Yeah. He goes, you guys don't fucking uh, fight for each other. You guys fucking put up these crazy-ass numbers, right. but there's something missing on this team. And he goes, that's going to change this year. And we've said it for years about the pods, and I know people hate that comment, 
but there has to be something in there of when when shit goes goes to the side that hey wait a second that's my teammate yeah. And the Padres never seem to fucking be that team that backs up, whether it's Benito or McGriff or right, fucking year after year. I mean, fucking Rizzo, the whole fucking bullshit yeah. that happened. They don't do it. But I love the fact that there was a veteran that said it's going to fucking change this year. Well, I don't know if it will with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to go in there. Yeah. You run at them with a cough and yeah, people back away. Yeah. You just run out, sanitize everybody. Bring it down. Yeah, it was uh, uh, anyway. I thought it was it was kind of fascinating. By the way, I know you're close to uh, Toronto. Uh huh. Where the fuck are those Blue Jays going to play? You know what? I tell you what. <laughs> I'm a little more invested in the Blue Jays than a couple of people that live up there. And I I made my I've been hearing a lot of chirping yeah. from up there. Right. I get this bullshit picture today because there's like a, you know cruise boats like horn blower. And they have it right at Niagara Falls. And there's this picture that came out that the Canadian boat, there's like five people, right? They're all socially distanced. The U.S. boat's got like 300 fucking people on it. I go, well, what boat looks more fun? (laughs) Team USA. I go, by the way, a year ago, uh, I went to a Blue Jay game. Had a blast. Really had fun at Rogers Center. The old, uh, what are they the Sky Dome. Sky Dome, yeah. And uh, I go, hey, where are the Blue Jays playing? And first thing I got told the other day was, oh, we got it all taken care of. That was Saturday. Sunday, it was like, no. <laughs> I was like, well, great information. <laughs> and then today I got told, like, well, who cares? I go, what do you mean, who cares? Not the way things go. Yeah. So they're going to play at PNC? No. Pennsylvania said today, no, we are not going to allow the Blue Jays to play in our state. Why? They don't want to take a chance. Too dangerous. So really, the season starts tomorrow. For them, it would start on Friday. They have nowhere to play. They said the Blue Jays could play all 60 games on the road. They can't play in uh, Buffalo? That's where they should play, is Buffalo. Buffalo's an easy drive. Yeah, Buffalo should be the place that they play. But right now, they don't have a place. It's the craziest fucked up thing that, that you can imagine. They go, okay, well, the Blue Jays have to play all the games on the road, but what does that do for an advantage of every team that would play the Blue Jays? How many more home games do you get? Your comfort zone. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, break it up. I mean, it ends up being three or four, right? Could be, yeah. Well, it could be as many as six. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. That's- <laughs> I tell you what, if I'm Blue Jay ownership, I'm like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to start the process. We'll be yeah. the team to move to Nashville. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Trudeau. <laughs> We're moving. <laughs> it's like you go, oh, yeah. Well, then you, I'm pretty sure they're. Did you see oh. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. singing chicken fried? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy to say, but I'm pretty sure they're they're owned by yeah. Rogers Conglomerate, yeah. which is like being owned by ABC. They're like, we're not moving this team to Canada. <laughs> we own it. Like, they're the only team. Going anywhere? I was telling someone the other day. They asked me about Dean Spanos, and they go, "What's yeah. he like?" And I go, "I tell you what. I still remember in 2014, Jeff told Dean, if I'm you, I just start loading up moving trucks and start parking them in front of the facility yeah. to scare the fuck out of everybody." Well, <laughs> that's the thing too that people don't want to believe about that team because the narrative has changed. Not we've already done this plenty of times. I will say this. I don't know how many of you had conversations with Fabiani other than probably none of you. 
But we started talking to Fabiani in 2000. I cannot tell you how many times early on from 2000 through 2004 through 2007 and beyond, when I personally said to Mark off the air, why don't you, you got to put something in their head that you guys are going to leave. And Mark said to me directly, not the game we're going to play right now. Yeah. Not the game we're going to play. So when... Mike Geary and everybody else wouldn't let them build the stadium on the grounds at Mission Valley, the beloved Mission Valley, <laughs> the hollow grounds of Mission Valley. What a fucking joke. When all Dean said was, let me develop the land around it, very similar to what San Diego State is doing. Yeah. And Mike Geary is the city attorney and whoever else was in office at that time, probably Dick Murphy and others said, no, 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 we can't do that. Um. They weren't threatening to move at that point. No. So you can all believe it, whatever you want to believe. Uh, you're wrong. And this comes from a guy who never cheered for that team. There are a million things they did wrong. Uh, but they they deserve, yeah, the thing that Dean wanted, I've always said, Dean, and it's going to laugh. You guys are going to laugh in this town, and you can laugh. thing that Dean always wanted in this town was to be loved. Yes. Dean wanted to be a hero in this town, but one of his biggest mistakes, in my opinion, was he was too arrogant to realize that he needed to do something in order to be loved. Whether it was bring back the powder blues or find some way to engage with this fan base, and the fan base and the Spanos family were oil and water. They just were. Even when he did something good, he wouldn't let it go public. Every Tuesday... When we were at KFMB, so this is 98, uh, this actually goes back further, 96 through 2002. Scott Yaffe, Bill Johnston, Jen Rojas will back me on this, uh, Jamal LaFrance, all of them. Dave Neville. Every Tuesday on the players' off day, those players were out in this community. And they were out bringing bicycles or computers to schools. I know that. Because I would often say to that media relations team, let me have a player. Yeah. Terrell Fletcher, Daryl Lewis, whoever the case. Carlos Polk. Right. Who was the big white tight end that came over? Brian Roach. Yeah. Let us have those guys. And so we can tell people what you're doing. And Dean would say it. Bill would say it. They would all say the same thing. Not what we're in it for. We're just doing our thing for the community. Yeah. I can tell you, I said to them, at some point you're going to need a vote in this town and people need to know what you're doing in this community. Ah. Yeah. And that was it. Listen. It doesn't change yeah. the fact things were done in this community yeah. on a regular basis uh, to improve the lives of kids and schools and everything else. Does it change anything? No. Because when 70% of the people in the Union Tribune poll say, we're not going to give you a dollar of public money to build a stadium. We're not going to give you a square foot of land to build a stadium. Yeah. And that same 70% says, and by the way, we don't think you're fucking going anywhere. What else are you going to fucking do? And I say that because I couldn't have given less of a shit yeah. about that team. 70%. We're not giving you a fucking dollar. We're not giving you one fucking square foot of land. And by the way, we think you're full of shit. You're not going anywhere. All right. Yeah. Hey, man, it is yeah. what it is. 
That's life in San Diego. It is. It's very frustrating. It sounds like a little bit like Art Rooney because when Art Rooney was with uh, with the Browns, the Indians at one point needed money. Art Rooney stepped up. The Cavaliers needed money. Stepped up when they needed the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Art Rooney stepped no, up. No, you're Art Rooney. You're thinking Art Modell. Art Modell. Art, okay, Art Modell. Holy fuck! Did just yeah. had a stroke. Sorry about that. Art Modell. So Art Modell helped out all these people uh-huh. in Cleveland to keep Cleveland going and, and being a prosperous city. Well, all of a sudden he ran into problems. Yeah. And he needed help. And the city yeah. said, "Fuck off, Art." Fuck off, Art. And he had to move them to move them to Baltimore. Baltimore. Became the Ravens. And so it's a little bit different. Now, now Spanos obviously didn't need help financially that way. I will say this, and, and people say, oh, you guys are Spanos apologists. I will say this about Dean. Jeff and I have interviewed him a million times. Would I say he's a friend of ours? Absolutely not. Nope. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that if I ran into Dean on the street, he wouldn't recognize 100%. me. 100%. He'd have no clue exactly. either one of us. And we've talked to him a million times at, at the facility, in his office, right. in Dallas. I mean, we, we've been around right. him a bunch of times, but we've made zero impact on him remembering us. Right. None. Okay. And we've done it for 20 years. I'll say this. I have a buddy of mine who was a Charger season ticket holder for years. And guess what? When this COVID hit, um, it came out where are you going to buy tickets this year? And he said, hey, you know, I'm going through a, a tough time with this COVID thing. I'm not so sure. Dean, all of a sudden, sends a personal check for 10 grand to that person. Well, I would say that's great, Dave. There's yeah. a lot of people that worked for that team for 20 I got, years. I got that, that, I got that part. I, yeah. got, I got it. He he fucked over a lot of people that he worked for. Him. I'll say yeah. this also, being at, at Benito Vista coaching baseball, he just built a – he's building right now a $75,000 weight room for the school. But it, that's Benito this year. He'll do another school next year. So he still does stuff here in San Diego. Why? Like why? Why does he do it? Don't know why he does it. But he does. He did it for Chula Vista when Donnie Edwards was here. Yep. He's done it for a bunch of schools. Every year they pick a school. They're an odd duck, man. And so, yeah, it's one of those where you're like, 75 grand, still well, a lot of money. Here's the difference between a guy who didn't get it and a guy who did get it. When Lucchino went around, whether he went to Rolando or anywhere else, and they built those new junior Padre Little League fields, yep. guess who was there? Every goddamn TV channel in yeah. town. And they and it's a, you can know where they are because they say Padre Fields on them. Yeah. Now they haven't. Ha, half of those signs look like they haven't been yeah. touched in 25 years, and it's not doing the team any favor that they don't go out and You're right. change the sign out. They should do it once a year. But when those little league fields were redone, yes, Larry Lucchino and Charles Steinberg and Greg Vaughn or whoever, Ricky, yep. Tony, Trevor, Finley, yep, they were all out there. You're 100 percent right cameras this is what we're doing it's giving baseball back to the community right that yep. that chicken with his bullshit and his stinky feet everybody was out there yay and guess what happened in 98 in november they said we need your vote we got to keep padre baseball here and people go we got to keep them here yeah and we voted and they said thank you so much and now we're going to gut this team because John's got to focus on building the 11 square blocks that we were forced to take. And I don't know how I'm going to count the $900 million that this land's going to be worth. Jesus. And I can't focus on bringing back Kevin Brown. Or Steve Finley. But you're all going to love Trevor Cahill. <laughs> but they got out in front of the cameras. They were on the talk shows. They put their money up, right? John Moores, like Ron Fowler, 
put so much money into San Diego State, whether yeah. it was Viejas Arena, Ron Fowler's done it at USD. Amazing what these guys have done. Beloved figures as they should be in this community for yeah. what they did. Dean didn't have the impact like that, oh, but he still did things in this community. Yeah. But again, Lucino, Fowler, Steinberg, they got it. They understood it's a little bit of a tough exterior for this fan base, but I tell you what, we break through it like a coconut, and we're going to like what's on the inside. We break the, we crack the code on this fan base, and there's money sitting inside that safe. And Dean sat back and said, somebody else opened the safe for me. I'm not interested in doing it. We are like, we're not opening the safe. That's your real hair color? And uh, and Dean said, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna crack this safe." Color. Him and Rachel Nichols have the same hair color. And uh, and Dick Stockton, right? (laughs) And Lucino and Fowler. I guess Seidler goes in that group too, right? They they have done. John Moores said, "We've we've gotta we gotta break in, man." And we got to break in by making an impact in the community by doing the scholarships, the Padres scholarships, the huge new scoreboard that Ron and Pete put in at Petco Park, doing going back to Brown. Yeah. Look how great that was, going back to Brown, even though Ron fought it. And Dean just, Dean just drug his feet That's and true. said, I can't go back to Powder Blue. God damn, if he would have done it. But I will tell you. Dean's thought was, I'm going to give them the powder blue. They're still going to say 70% of the people are going to say no land, no money, uh, no tax breaks, and you're not going anywhere. And and you can't argue with them because he was probably right. Unbelievable. What Dean should have done, really, Dave, is he should have done, you talked about Art Modell. Yeah. He probably should have done what Art Modell did and just left the legacy of the Chargers down here and just been... The stallions, <laughs> right? It or what? It would have been better for uh, for Los Angeles as well, too. It, it wasn't one yeah. of those where it was just uh, obviously it was a bad move overall. L.A. didn't want it, even though they played their first season in L.A. Nobody remembers. They they probably should have started brand new. But if they would have started brand new, change the colors, do everything yeah. else, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're just different. You're a different team. We know the players, but it's the same feeling that you get. When you see Hunter Renfro this year playing in Tampa, you're going to be like, dude, that's so weird to see him in that uniform. But it's not our uniform. Or you're, you know, I say that for, for you, the Charger fans. But again, it's the, it's arrogant and ignorant is no way to go through life. And that's the way they went through it a lot. All right. I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy to help you out. Right now, if you follow Dan on social media, you can see he has this new software to help you and show you, walk you through the process. Buying your own home is going to be pretty easy. It's actually much easier than you think. You can get you out of the rental market once you make you debt-free. Call Dan Williams. It's the best call you can make. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So many people taking the advice, and it's great advice, and you should all be doing it because there's nothing worse than being in debt and wondering how the heck am I going to pay that bill? How am I going to pay for my car, my mortgage? Heck, how am I going to feed my kids? And there's nothing better than having that credit score that you're looking for, the financial freedom that you're looking for. 
and the ability to be in the market uh, when the banks come to you and say, hey, you need money, we're here to help. The way it starts is with a call to Dan. Make that call tonight, 858-688-6813. Brian Curry can help you find that perfect home. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. More than 20 years in the business. He's been with Caldwell Banker, one of the top 1% internationally. Brian Curry is your guy. Find that perfect home, your dream home, whether you're looking for something bigger or something smaller to downsize. 619-251-1588. Man, Dave, there are so many amazing spots around San Diego County. So many places to establish roots, let your family grow up. But you need to find the one uh, that you may not know about. I talked about going through South Park a couple of months ago. I had to go through there just over the weekend and you're reminded gosh this is such a great little community but you got to find the one that's close to the freeway you got to find the commute right what is this going to matter the hoa all of those different things are your pets welcome uh questions that you won't think of brian curry's already thought of and got the answers to that's why he's the best in san diego if you are looking for your home and you want to establish those roots nobody can help you get there faster than brian curry also, if you need that swimming pool, there's only one person to call. I received a phone call today from somebody. Hey, what is Alan Taylor's phone number? We're looking to build a brand new pool. It's just too long and too big of a process to figure out when this COVID-19 is going to end. It's time that we take care of entertainment for ourselves. We're going to build a pool in our backyard. Guess what? The number is 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Whether you want a brand new pool or a pool that just needs to be Fixed up a little bit with the repairs and new equipment. Alan Taylor can take care of all your needs. Got a call from a guy today. Johnny Dynamite lives down there in the park condos downtown. He goes, you know what, babe? The only thing missing from my 30th floor condo out on my patio is that tailor-made pool. Why don't you fire me those digits? I said, why don't you fuck off? We're not going to build a pool on your two-foot-by-two-foot square patio overlooking Petco Park. Not going to happen. But if you have a little bit of square footage... In the back, and look, maybe you have a huge backyard, maybe not so much, but you have uh, the depth. You go, oh, what can I do? Call the guys at TaylorMade Pools. They have the ability to come in and make something that you're going to love, depending on the area you have and something within your budget. Now, check out our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. You can see so many different ideas from people that made that call before you, who knows? It might be your house that's on our website next. Absolutely. Kyle Fluger, speaking of websites, he's the guy to help fix your website or build a brand new one for you. Saw Kyle yesterday. He was right yeah. here in the garage. Doing good. Up to. Happy. He has a seventh anniversary coming up this Great weekend. Too. He's going camping. He loves it. Son of a bitch. is a he's camping gonna, fool. going <laughs> to catch fish with his bare hands. <laughs> That's exactly what he's going to do. Kyle's the guy to help you out, though. Extremely busy because you guys have taken advantage of this phone number and all the services Kyle offers. 619-500-6621. Get on his calendar. 619-500-6621. Dave, we're going to have a new website coming up, and this one's going to be very family-friendly. For for the first website that's family-friendly, we're going to have funniestwivesoflisteners.com. FunniestWivesOfListeners.com. Our first winner goes to Mrs. John Conniff. Okay. I think the debate that we see, miserable Padre fan, drink, drunk Flannery, H.J. Uh, Preller. Yeah. I don't know why it strikes me so funny, but it just drives people in Poway nuts when these dudes 
called Poway East yeah. County. So I put a line on here Monday, just joking around. I called Poway East County, and I said, John Conniff knows what I'm talking about because he's from that neck of the woods. And he sent me a thing today about Poway. And I go, I don't know why it, it gets me, makes me laugh as much. I've always thought Dave Poway is North County. And I've always thought La Mesa, El Cajon, Santee, that's East County. And there's pretty good distance between the two. Conniff kind of told me, he goes, well, tell that to my wife because she says this. Look, you drive north on the 15, you get off, you take a right. That's going east to get into Poway. That's East oh, County. that's funny. I go, God damn, that's pretty good. And you might be East County. So our shout-out for the night goes to Mrs. And John just said, you know what? She's a very mean person. (laughs) (laughs) But our good friend from Mad Friars, they do an amazing job. That struck me incredibly funny today. So congratulations to Mrs. Conniff. She's the winner for today, and she should be featured on our new website. That is funny as hell. All right, here we go. How Safe for families. Safe for families. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going July 22nd. Hmm. We're going to start off with a girl I don't know if you're familiar with, Selena Gomez. Uh, Yeah, singer? Yep. Uh, 26. 28. Really? Yes. $124 million. $75 million. Oh, wow. Here's one you'll know. David Spade. David Spade is great. I'm going to say Spade is... 54. 56. Really? Yes. Fucking guy. Does Spade just make you laugh almost immediately? Yes, he does. I love the fact that this guy pulls. Oh, completely. He's a closer. Spade, though, money-wise, what's he worth? That's really great. I'm going to say $25 million. $60 million. No shit. Good for him. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, it's always tough with NFL players because you yeah. know they have big contracts, but you know how much do they have? 27. 25. 25. Okay. I'm going to say 18 million. $40 million right now. You make 16 million because of endorsements? Yeah. $40 million. Okay. Okay. This might be the last time we give his birthday. Alex Trebek. Oh, don't be a dick. <laughs> okay. Like he doesn't have cancer. Trebek. 77. <laughs> he's 80 years old. Is he really? Yeah, he's 80. Dude, he's a machine. He's a Canadian. He is a Canadian. How much? Dude, he's got to be worth. I'm going to say he's Dude, he makes a ton of bank. He's been doing that show forever. I got to assume he makes at least $20 million a year. He's been That might do- be high. Shut up. Okay, I'm just trying to help you out. $125 million. $75 million. Bullshit. That's what it says. Bullshit. Maybe That's just towel fees at the club. <laughs> Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Surprised Danny Glover hasn't been in more things, right? When you, you know think what? about I'm going to say this. Go ahead. A big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, my friend Ben Gallo from the Washington Nationals and I were at the Hearns. Leonard, second fight, Caesars Palace, outside on the old tennis court, in the bleachers. Ben and I were up, and we were probably in row like 40, where we go. That's pretty high up. Yeah. 
fucking Danny Glover coming off of Silverado and <laughs> Lethal Weapon 5. He was in like row 51. Really? Get the fuck okay. walking, Danny. Come on. Keep moving. Uh, and whatever that movie was, you guys send me the clip all the time. Oh, no. Wrong movie. But okay. Danny wasn't in that movie. Wasn't Danny in The Color Purple? Am I wrong on that? Well, just shut the... F- don't ask me that shit. Fuck's the matter. Was he in The Color Purple? Well, it was a classic. What do you want me to say? All right. Well, why don't you put on your favorite Easter dress and then Oh, go, Jesus. What a big... What a big bitch question that was. Now, God damn it, I'm all distracted. Danny Glover today is going to be... I'd like to wish him, probably not the first, but hopefully not the last, a happy 75th birthday. Really close, 74. 74. Now, this is going to frustrate me. It will frustrate This is probably why he was in row 51. I think he's underrated. He seems incredibly likable. Uh, Love him in everything, especially the color purple. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say he's $30 million. Close. Well, I said close. $40 million. Oh, that's good. Not bad. All right, here we go. I got two more for you. William yeah. Defoe. God, I love Defoe. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, Defoe's, I think Defoe's going to be older than he looks. I'm going to say Defoe is 67. 65. Do you ever see To Live and Die in L.A.? Yeah. Guy is great in that movie. He's great in all his movies. Yeah. He's really Street good. Street to Fire. Yep. Um, Platoon. He's funny. Spider Man. Uh, he's the voice guy, or he's the one fish in uh, Nemo. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, how much is he worth? Not enough. I'll tell you that. I'm going to say he's worth $40 million. $30 million. Wow. All right. Last one just for you Keith Sweat. Dude, what a fucking legend. Dude, that's one of the baddest dudes on the planet right there. God damn, Keith Sweat is the man. 57. 59. No way. Yep. And I think you have more money than he does. <laughs> There's no way that can be true. I'm going to say 12 million. Dude, 250,000. Bullshit. That's what it says. He wrote all those songs. Yeah, a long time ago. I have a he wrote feeling Twisted. It, yeah. A long time ago, I think of I think of a post went through his windshield on the freeway. He yeah. might not be able to afford to fix it. God damn. Shout out to our friend Rebecca in Georgia. It's her birthday today. Yeah, she looks great, by the she way. She is forty five years yeah. old today. I, I watched that video on Facebook and she looks fantastic. She kept saying, Oh, this is what forty five looks like. I'm like, You look great. She looks great, right? Yep. Still annoying as shit. I love how she drops y'all in every sentence. Every time. Hush. <laughs> Uh, one of our dear friends uh, from Atlanta, who we've known, goddamn, twenty five years, did radio Honestly, down there. I thought that was the girl you were going to marry, right there, right? Yeah, the greatest. She's just the goddamn greatest. And the funniest story about her is she went to University of Georgia, and we're chatting one night. This has got to be again twenty years ago, if not longer. And I'm like, all right, adios. And she's like, see ya. And I'm like, sayonara. And she goes, Kayo. Kayo. And I go, what? And she goes, come on, Jeff, Kayo. C-I-A-O. And you just hear her mom in the back, Rebecca. What? Ah, oh, 
That's chow. Huh? How do you get chow out of CIA? I'm like, you're the dumbest girl in the history of the world. And still incredibly hot. God, bless her heart. As I say bless myself. her heart. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this with that little shit did. First time I go to Atlanta. Yeah. I go down there. God damn, she and I had the best time. And she's the reason why I missed the I end. know. You missed she, the fucking Super Bowl, the Rams and Titans. Just because she's amazing. I don't amazing. blame you, dude. Fuck, I don't blame you. Right? The greatest. Yeah. She's just the greatest. And I'm flying to Atlanta, yeah. and she says to me, again, Dave, what year was this? 2001, I yeah, think. Yeah, around there. 2000, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Think about where we were in San Diego at that time. And she goes, you know what we're going to do when you get down here? She goes, we're going to go to Chick-fil-A. And I go, what? She goes, do they have oh, Chick-fil-A funny. in California? I go, no. She goes, we're going to go. I go, what is it? Like, it's a chicken sandwich place. I'm like, we're not goddamn Bismarck, North Dakota. We have chicken sandwiches. She goes, I'm just telling you, we're going to go. It was great. Yeah. That crazy kid. Uh, But goddamn, she loves Palais. She loves the Palais family. And uh, just one of our favorite people. So I hope she hears this. We love her very much. Happy birthday to her today. Absolutely. All right, here we go. Stay or goes. Oh, I like this. This is girls that used to look good, but not so much anymore. Uh, then Beck would not be on that thing. <laughs> no, she, she would not great. be. All right, I'm ready. Kelly LeBrock, Kim Basinger. Ooh. You know, I just watched Weird Science with my kids Did the you other really? day. Oh, that's right. You told me that. I I wasn't. I didn't think Kelly LeBrock was that great then. I'm going to take Kim Basinger. If you I, see the getaway with her and L.A. Confidential. I always thought Kim Basinger was hot. Right. Yeah. I'll take Kim Basinger. Okay. Phoebe Cates, Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, Phoebe Cates by a mile. She doesn't look good anymore, but I, I, there's something about her. There? I was. Drunky? Dude, I'm drinking that beer, and God, I got to pee. Otherwise, I have about <laughs> 80 different things to get to on the show, but we're going to knock this out. All right, I'm with you. I'd go Phoebe Cates just because. Look of, at Mary Hart back there. Where's Mary King? I know. Is that funny? It's watching the Dodger game from yesterday. Mary Hart has her cutout. Um, I talked to Lisa Ann today, by the way. She's dying to, to get back there on one of these cutouts. I told her, right? Yeah. Because I, I told texted her, we're her yesterday. Yeah. I told her we're working on it. That looks like Crystal Fernandez, like three in. It looks like Laz. Yeah. The front row. It looked like Laz, somebody, and Crystal Fernandez. How is the Marlin Crystal Man? Crystal Dreyford. How, how come the Marlin Man hasn't bought every one of these? Doesn't you know, that the, look like Crystal, third one in? Yes, sure does. And looks then like Den, look at Dennis Gilbert in the tuxedo. Yeah. I love this game. Yeah. This game is going to be great. I'm with when, you. I the think Padres have to put the chicken back there, right? Yeah. You got to put the San Diego chicken back there. They got to put Nick. <laughs> with the heater. <laughs> the heater. <laughs> I'd put, I'd put uh, Cilio. I mean, fuck, he's good enough for Little Italy. <laughs> I, I tell you what I do. I put every guy on the 97-3 lineup except for Woods. That'd be awesome. Including the two money guys, Brent. Brent Wilsey and his yeah, son. Yeah. <laughs> I'd put those two guys. I'd put uh, Adam up there. Just put Coach in the front row where he blocks out the two people behind him because he's so fucking big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, my God. Hey, by the way, how long did it take Coach to get to the Mookie Bet story when he started the show? Did you catch the beginning of the show? No, I did not. It took Darren 50 minutes to get to it. Darren how many? 50. He didn't get to it until 1250. He got to fucking zero nothing. What was he doing? Doing jack shit. Fucking talking to Marty about being at her place. It just it was awful. I was like, this is huge news. 
Fucking, we'll get to it. We fucking took 50 minutes to get to it in a three-hour show. You know what Darren is right now? That show is page fucking 300 of where the red fern grows. Oh, my God. And you just know Big Dan and Little Ann in about 24 fucking pages, Big Darren and Little Marty are not going to fuck it. It's not going to end well. <laughs> this is like my dog Skip. Yes. <laughs> You're just like, God damn, take it behind the barn already. Fuck. All right, here we go. Susan Sarandon, Kathleen Turner. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Susan Sarandon. Dude, it has to be, right? Kathleen Turner might be the last woman on the planet I'd have sex with. She is the most disgusting, hideous woman going. I'm pretty sure if she heard you say that, she would fight you in the street and you'd lose. Have you seen her? Have you heard her talk? Yeah. I think she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do. Her and Anita Blackwood have that same fucking voice. God damn. And Ernie has the same voice now, too. I don't know what happened to Ernie's voice. <laughs> Jane Kennedy or Suzanne Summers? Oh, Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Sorry, Naked and Playboy. <laughs> All right, last one. This is going to be easy, I think, for you, but hopefully it'll make you think. All right. Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Angie Dickinson. Oh, fuck off, Angie Dickinson, <laughs> right now. Right now. My oh, first. fuck off. My first true love. <laughs> hey, uh, Mike Hernandez, just a reminder, Dave, what do you want to tell him? Eat shit. What do you want to tell Steve Woods? Eat shit, too. Fuck him. Fuck Steve Woods. <laughs> Costa's got a great guest tomorrow, the legendary John Sterling. It is high. And then I said to Woods, Yes. Hey, you may want to tune in. <laughs> and remember the other day, he's like, Oh, I had a lump in my throat. Listen to David Jeff. What a big bitch. <laughs> Did wrote, you see that? Yeah, I did. He wrote back on Twitter when you said maybe you want to tune in. I'm on the air, dick. Like, I'm, <laughs> and I go, and the station management let that go through. And I tell him, since when? Congratulations. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, I think all of you should tune in tomorrow to hear John Sterling. Oh. We've had him on before. He's outstanding. Oh, my God, dude. What a disappointment. Wasn't he terrible? Fuck. Oh, fuck. How do you think he's going to be tomorrow? We had him on on a 9 11 show thinking this is going to be great. He was so fucking terrible. Jesus. God, I was trying to help people. Oh, it'll be brutal tomorrow. Good luck, Mike. Mike's going to bring it. Yeah, well, good luck. I don't think you can get anything out of him. <laughs> Larry's going to bring some hard-hitting baseball questions tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's it. We will be back here Sunday night. So we're going Sunday? Yeah. Okay. We'll see you Sunday, everybody. Good deal. Bye.
So let's